Hey guys, welcome back to the Productivity Podcast. I am so excited today to bring on Vicki Clausen. And um, yeah, so we've, it's, has it been like two years now? Two and a half? I don't even know. Three? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think it's like two and a half or three years that um, we've been connected. Time has flown by because we've just had so much darn fun. So crazy. So crazy. It never stops. But anyway, today we are going to dive in and share some of the top mistakes that um, I feel like there are around branding. And when you say the word branding, um, because I think a lot of people just really feel like branding is logos and colors and websites. And um, Vicky's going to share that there is so much more to that. So uh, before we dive in, yeah, before we dive in, if you want to just kind of share a little bit more about your story and kind of what you do and how you got here, and then we can kind of dive into the topic. Awesome. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I am so grateful for you. And um, your company is absolutely incredible. Let me start with that. Um, so my name is Vicki Clausen, and I've been around for a while. I'm actually very happy to say that I'm about to celebrate 50 years. So I'm super excited. Um, and I didn't know how I'd feel about turning 50, but I actually think it's going to be the best few years of my life. And um, I've been in marketing and branding since um, early 90s, so a very long time, <laughs> almost 30 years. The environment has changed. The lingo has for sure yep. changed. The way things are doing, people are doing things now have completely changed since I started um, a very long time ago. And my background has been in print advertising, print media, um, and some newspapers, some radio, and then they introduced this thing called the internet <laughs> and social media. Yep. And along came so much other. And branding is such a hot topic right now. And people they they throw out that word like it's a like giving out tic tacs and they yep. It's definitely not. So I love branding and I love marketing. I love business um, in general. And I've seen so many amazing things from different businesses. And I've seen some businesses that have great potential, but they just forget to do some of the very business basics from day one. And it just irritates me because I'll talk to somebody and they're like, oh, I have all my branding done. I'm like, cool. What do you have done? Yeah, <laughs> I have my mission statement. I have my logo and my colors. And I'm like, okay, well, you kind of jumped around in that little, you're, you, you, there's, there's always a system and a process to follow. You of all people know this. Yep. I mean, when you're, I think you, you said it best to me once before, when you're onboarding a client, you can't go to M or Z before you do ABC, you know? Yep. And yep. I see a lot of businesses that just jump in and go, oh, I can do this business. So I'm just going to, do it and yeah. they get people giving them wrong advice. And, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah. And I think for sure. too, just with like the online space, there's so many people coming in and starting. It's so easy to start a business now, right? Like, I mean, easy. It it's still a lot of work, but it's very easy. You don't have to have a ton of capital. You don't have to invest. You don't have to have like all of this overhead you can start a business with a computer, like as long as you have internet. So I feel like now right. everybody's jumping into this, especially with COVID and everyone's like, I have this business and I created it and they like throw together websites and they pick their colors, but they don't do this like foundation work, which um, right. a lot of the foundation work I talk about is obviously the system side, but 
let's dive into some of just like the business foundation stuff that you feel like people skip over kind of after they've started doing the branding. And then I think a lot of times people have to go back and do the branding because it Mm -hmm. doesn't match the foundation. So let's talk about maybe those like initial foundation pieces that you feel like people skip over. Yeah, for sure. So you're right though. COVID changed the way that business owners became business owners. You couldn't just be an entrepreneur to be an entrepreneur before COVID. I mean, you you could, could, but it took planning. It took financing. It took a lot of extra steps to it. um, And then the world shut down and everything changed, right? Well, branding is still not changed. It's still the same. Business foundations are still the same. And, you know, I've talked to multiple businesses that are like, oh, I filed for my LLC. I filed for this. I filed for this. And I'm like, okay, did you get your EIN number? Well, what's that? Yep. Okay. So then, then you're going back to that or um, you're selling a product and you have to file sales and use tax. They don't understand what that means or where to go to file it. And then if they've got an employee, they need their BWC. And there's just, you know, so many different things that go into starting a business. And if you're ever going to take that small one person online business and make it grow, you've got to have those very basic set up. And then from there, you've got to have all your branding base set up. So everybody's always like, well, write a business plan. Absolutely. You need to absolutely write your business plan. And from there, you're going to have to make sure that your your why everybody always says, right? But you should already know why you're doing your business to begin with. If it's yep. to earn money, support your family, whatever it is. Yep. But you start with what's called your social statement, right? And that's the one that most everyone forgets. Because oh, yeah. what the social statement does is says, hey, this is why I'm doing this. And this is how I, my business, my team, my employees, whatever you call them, is going to do for the community. How are you going to impact the world around you? Because if you know how you're going to impact the world around you, you're also finding out who your ideal clients are. You're also putting that why to use. You're also allowing your business plan to take a foothold. You have a basis, a premises of what the business is going to do. So once you get your social statement done, then it moves into your mission statement. And a lot of people go, well, I have my mission. Why do I really need this social statement? And the thing is, is, Nine out of 10 people, once they do their social statement and they get to that mission statement stamped, they go, oh, wait, my mission statement is different now because they they go, here's my why, here's my mission statement. And it's here's my social statement that includes my why in it, right? That grows and leads to your mission statement to tell people this is how we're going to impact you. And mission is this is what we're going to do for you, right? And then you go into your vision, which is where you're going to grow your business. And I tell people, make it a pie in the sky kind of a goal, what your vision is. And honestly, social mission and vision statements don't have to be public. You don't have to give them to the world to see. Yep. These are for you. This is for your team. It also helps starting build that, that team foundation. So once you go from your mission statement to your vision statement, then you're going to go to your core values. The core values is what I see most companies publish. They don't publish their mission statement as much as they publish their core values. And a core value, if you have to tell someone, we have phenomenal customer service, you probably don't. (laughs) So you don't ever use that kind of statement in in your core values. Your core values need to be about, again, going back to your social, to your mission, to your vision, 
and your core values will encompass all three of those in there. And it becomes, you can use, um, so for you, you could use your first name and you could come up with core values that match every letter of your first name. So Brittany stands for, and any team member that works for you would need to be required to follow those core values. So now what have you created? You've created your culture of your business. See, a lot of people try to go, okay, mission statement, core values sometimes, and boom, here's our here here's what we're doing. But there's no direction yeah. for your team. Well, and I feel like they just try to do it to check a box too. They're like, oh, somebody told yeah. me I have to do a mission statement and a vision statement. So I'm just going to do it. And like, now it's done. Now I'm moving on to the next thing. I'm going to go create a logo. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I think and, that's and where a lot of people, tiny. yeah, the logo is like this big in the, in the scheme of things, but no, you're right. As far as like the team side of things, when I onboard my team, like I have a, a document that we go through and I'm like, this is what we stand for. This is what we're doing. This is our goal. This is the vision. Yeah. And like, I literally spend two hours with them onboarding just from a culture standpoint. Like it's not even the systems right. and the training and the processes but if you don't have that, I think that's why so many people run into issues hiring too, honestly, because they're like mm-hmm. just Absolutely. winging that part of it too. There's and they're no like, direction yeah. of the business. Yeah, no, that makes total you've sense. Gotta, you've got to know how to get from, you've got to know how to get from here to Florida. How yep. do you drive that distance? Yep. Well, you have a direction, you have a map, but you don't start Cincinnati, <clears throat> backtrack to Columbus and then keep going to Florida. Yep. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I think think that people, they just skip steps. They're trying to skip steps. Yeah. And it's the foundation stuff. Um, and I think just with me being in systems, I was very cautious about that stuff at the beginning. I was like, no, I need to have like legal stuff and I need to have my EIN. Like, I I feel like I was pretty cautious about that. I think a lot of people are just like, okay, I have a logo. So now I have a business and I'm like, "Mm, I don't think that's how that works. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, and, and, you know, going back to even the beginning part when, you know, people get their AIN and they register with their state, it's not just registering with your state. You've got to do your trade name too. And people yeah. forget it's a $25 charge, but you have to do your trade name. Yep. Now your trade name may be exactly the same name as your business name, or it might be a DDA, yep. but you have to register both of them. If you're going to present yourself to the world, you've got to have a trade name. This is how I'm trading in business. And yeah. that's what that's for. And people forget even that step. And that can come back and back to real hard in the booty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And just like, I mean, and we were talking about this at one point, like trademarking stuff too. I know that's kind of a little bit farther down mm-hmm. as you start to figure out some of the things that you're working through. But um, I actually am going to run into this thing if I don't do it quickly, because I heard somebody in our our group that I'm in, she's like, oh, I was thinking about using that. And I was like, mm, yeah, nope, I have it first. <laughs> So now I've got to go right. into that. So it's just, it's a lot of the protection pieces, but it's also just the the foundation for doing this. So do you feel like once you get that in place, it's like set it, forget it. You never have to change it once you have these statements in place. Do you feel like as business kind of shifts no. and grows that there's changes that come with that? What are your thoughts on that? I think you should review it at a minimum once a year yep. because a business can cycle and especially starting out, you know, and, and, I've been in several businesses where we're going one direction and we can be going that direction for 10 years. And all of a sudden we took a left. Yep. <laughs> but if we don't adjust the the core foundation of the business yep. and we just, we, we only adjust the customers, we've left those customers behind. They're, they don't, they're not in alignment. 
And then that will start to crumble within your core, your, your culture of your company. And then you start having employee issues. So once you have all that stuff that you're not doing, then it becomes a huge issue, yeah. huge issue. Yeah. So, and no, I, don't, I, I think from a value standpoint, especially if you're solopreneur or you're smaller, I feel like those are pretty consistent because most of the time it's like your personal values that kind of go into the business. But yeah, I mean, yep. mission and vision and all of that, as you kind of shift mm-hmm. and grow and change what you're doing, you really need yep. to revisit that on a at least yearly basis for sure. And that's yeah. the, the driver I, too, like that mission and why mm-hmm. you're doing this. So if you're not reviewing that constantly and you're doing the hard shit, you're probably going to quit. So <laughs> I look right. at it all the time. So, <laughs> there's been times when I want to burn my business down to the ground multiple oh, yeah. times, yeah. multiple, yeah. multiple times. And, you know, one rule of thumb, I would hope that a lot of people would listen to and, and hear me on this. If you're reviewing your financials monthly, pull out your sheet because your core, your, your social mission, vision, statement, core values. Their three statements should only be one to two sentences. So when you review your financials every month, and if you're not reviewing your financials, and we have a need to have a that's bigger another thought, problem, yeah. <laughs> but if you're not reviewing it, yeah, you know, and and thinking, oh, I'll just do it by spreadsheet. Well, you know, anyway, that's another topic. But yeah. you know, once you do that, then pull that out, finish reviewing your financials, and then take a look at those those three statements and go, do my financials align with my three statements? Because if they do. And it's just a rough month, then it's just a rough month. Yeah. Figure it out, fix it, right? Move to the next one. But if you're looking at your sales, if you're looking at your financials and you're not happy with them, and you look at your three statements, are they still part of your foundation? Is your business shifted and changed? Because it can change in an instant. Oh, yeah. When it comes to ideal client, I feel like this is the next step that like people have so many problems with figuring out. I think a lot of times in the beginning, it's because we're like, we can help everyone. I know that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can me help too. everyone. I don't need an ideal client. Done Anybody it. that comes. <laughs> um, done it, done it, done it. With, with these statements kind of helping to gear people there, like how do you kind of suggest people figuring that out in the beginning? Like, is it just one of those things that you've just got to wing it until you figure it out and then just kind of keep narrowing it down? Do you feel like these statements really help drive that? Like, what is your stance on the ideal client side of things? I think that it's a mixture of all of the above. And here's why. Um, I think when we open a business and we have this business idea and we know who we think we want to hit, <laughs> it's not always that way. Yep. But narrowing in what we want to do will attract the right customer as well, because it's going to come, whatever you do in your branding is going to come out in your marketing and your marketing is what's drawing those people to you. So your ideal client is going to see your marketing that's based off of your branding, which is based off your business foundation. You see a pattern building here (laughs) and your ideal client will come. Now I can also say, this is my ideal client. I've got all my stuff done. And weeks down the road, months, years, my clientele changes. Again, if you're reviewing everything, it should, but it will absolutely help direct you in, I'm creating a makeup, a makeup line and um, I'm selling makeup and um, that's high-end makeup. Well, would my ideal target be teenagers? Probably not. It's probably going to be people around wherever you are in your life because you're you're, that's the like customers, you know, no, I can trust you. So that's where you have to bring it all back together. 
Yeah. And you brought up a good point because I think this branding and marketing space, there's all these jargon in these words, right? So branding versus marketing versus social media, like give us the lowdown on like what these terms really mean, because I think so many people just wing them around and think they all mean the same thing. And they totally do not. So social media has some jargon to it. And uh, when I say I'm preparing an ad, my social media expert, Chrissy Garner, she'll go, oh, you, you're starting an ad on social. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because <laughs> for my days in marketing, yeah. and their ads were something you just created before you launched it. So the terminology there is a little different. But between yeah. man, marketing and branding, it's the action versus the doing. Marketing is the action that you're going to take. You're going to do something, right? Yeah. Branding is if I go to a networking event, I'm just standing there and I leave. Like nobody sees me. I don't interact with them. And I dropped a business card on the table. That's I, I, I gave them branding. That's a branding marketing piece right there. Right. If I am actively engaging, doing something, it's the act of doing, then I'm going to be doing marketing. I'm going to be marketing myself, marketing my business. I'm talking it up. I'm doing something. It's an action word. So that's the yeah. biggest difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that especially newer business owners, that gets mixed up a lot. <laughs> um, it and, and marketing is, I mean, it is a broad umbrella, right? Like it does include it social media and email marketing and like all of these different pieces and parts. And it just keeps changing every day. I don't know how you guys have businesses around all of that because like, I can't keep up with it. <laughs> you know, I think you just, you just, I go back to what's worked for me. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Um, you know, graphic designers are very, um, very well known for being able to create your logo and give you, help you with the mission statement yeah. and maybe even your core values, but they're not trained in how to do all the steps. And unfortunately, I think that I, I wish that people that specialize, yep. air quotes, in branding, that they learned the basics of branding. Um, and not just the, the art side of it, because it is different. Unfortunately, that's the problem. And I think it's tough because marketing is constantly changing. We're seeing a huge shift in it right now, especially in the online space. But I think a lot of it too, I think a lot of people haven't seen success with the marketing online. So now there's a big shift back to relationships. That's what I've seen. Um, which Mm -hmm. honestly, like you can attest to this, right? Like business happened before mm-hmm. social media was here. <laughs> like, right. There's, right. there's ways to do it without social media. And I think that the people that have those core foundations and things in place, they're realizing that and they're like, okay, we're going to shift and we're going to do our marketing right. not on social media and not as much focused on content and not as much on the, the online side. So I'm definitely, I'm seeing that a lot in, in 2023 for sure. Everyone's like, I'm going back to relationship yeah. marketing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true, but I think that people in the online space, they forget one very, very, very important detail because they think I'm online and I don't need the old fashioned business card, but a business card does so much for your business. I mean, I keep stacks of them. Do I go through them every day? (laughs) No, but the, the thing is, is that, that, and yes, there are electronic business cards, which are great, but there's also said something for um, if you're working with a buyer at a company, for instance, and you have their electronic business card and they quit the company, guess what goes away? Their electronic business card is gone. 
if I have a paper one, at least I still have a contact for the business. And even if that person's gone, I know their title, I know what they did, and I can still get a hold of the company instead of just being gone, gone. Yeah, it's a lot. It's ever changing. Like it's it's a lot to keep up with for sure. Which again, I think is why it's so important to have these foundation pieces in place and know all of that because all of these constant changes and tough times will make you want to burn your business down if you don't. (laughs) It it does. And I bet if you looked at some of the clients that you deal with that are working on their, their, their systems and their processes. And I bet if you ask them, do you have one, two, three, four, five, probably 50% or more are going to say, Nope. Yep. And and you're going to be like, this is why your systems and processes aren't working because you don't have a guideline to make them work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it literally it affects everything. It affects it everything does. because it affects your branding, it affects the clients, it affects your ideal client, it affects your client onboarding process, it like literally everything. So um, it's almost like building a house on top of like mushy ground. Not a great idea. <laughs> That's correct. Building a house on sand, it never lasts. Right. So I want to wrap up here, but I want to ask maybe one really important business lesson that you feel like you have received over the years. I know I'm putting you on the spot for like just one, but (laughs) so we can totally skip it. But um, I always like to ask like one piece of like important advice that you've gotten that you feel like would be helpful. Yes. And I will leave you with this story. Everyone's gone to McDonald's and eaten at one time in their life. We all pretty much know what the menu has on it, right? As business owners, we get to the point where we're like, we've made so many decisions and we're like, uh, it's just McDonald's. And it's actually my business mentor, one of them, he said to me one day early in his career, his boss said, come on, let's go get some lunch. And they drove up to McDonald's and he said, what do you want? And he sat there and he looked at the menu, he looked at the menu and all of a sudden his boss drove off and he got up, he got his food, whatever. He looked at him and he goes, oh, I I wanted something to eat. He was like, we've come to McDonald's how many times? You know that menu frontwards and backwards. Why did you have to take so long to make a decision on a cheeseburger or a hamburger or chicken nuggets? That's all you had to do. And if you can't make that simple of a decision, can you make a decision worth a million dollars? Can you make a decision where you've got someone else in your life and you've got, you know, if you've got a team, you've got their families in your hand. It's not just your team member. Yep. And so if you can't make a decision in your business, it's huge. Yeah. And so just keeping in mind, every time I get ready to struggle with that decision, I always think of McDonald's. <laughs> if I go to McDonald's, the menu never changes. And I mean, that's the thing too, with those statements in place and those foundations in place, it makes it so much faster and easier to make decisions yeah. because you know what you're going for. If you don't have that in place, that's when you're like, should I do this or should I do this? I don't know which direction I should go. Like that's where the clarity yeah. goes away because you don't have that stuff in place. Yeah. So this is awesome. Um, okay. So where can people find you? Do you have any resources you can share? Where can they follow all the I things? I do. So uh, check out vickyclawson.com. Follow me on all the social medias under my name. And um, we're going to be launching a few things this year. I've got a uh, intro to getting your business off the ground uh, for new business owners and for people who are already in business, but don't know what they're doing or need help or missing a step. Um, I'll be launching a self-help type book for you for that. And um, we've got some business foundation stuff we're going to be launching real soon. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you and help you any way we can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was amazing as always. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. You're absolutely incredible. So I appreciate you. you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, you guys go follow Vicky, do all the things, download all the things. Um, We'll make sure we put all the links in the show notes. And if you are looking for a community to um, really help you with co-working and accountability, we just launched our productivity on purpose and we would love to have you. You can check that out at b.link forward slash productivity on purpose. And we will see you guys next time.